WZIP. Welcome back to your favorite source of entertainment news, recaps, and commentaries. This is Natalie, and I am joined by Alec and David. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi there, guys. And today we are talking about episode one of The Mandalorian, which premiered about a week or so ago on Disney+. Plus. Since it's been a couple of years since we last saw Mando, we are providing a quick recap in case you haven't been caught up. So The Mandalorian, also known as Din Djarin, or Mando, or Din, used to be a bounty hunter after he was found and raised by Mandalorians as a child. The planet Mandalore has since been destroyed, however, bombed into submission by the Empire, and it hasn't recovered. He joined the Children of the Watch group, where it's required that he never removes his helmet in front of others. At the beginning of Season 1, Mando takes on an assignment to retrieve little Grogu, also known as the Child or Baby Yoda by the fandom, for a client. He naturally gets attracted to the little cutie, however, and his icy interior melts enough for him to break the code and reclaim Grogu from the client after initially turning him over. Moff Gideon, reminiscent of a commander from the old Empire, was behind the search for Grogu and came after him, but Mando and a team of allies were able to come out on top. Then Mando began to seek out the Jedi, wanting to deliver Grogu to his own kind, despite having no fondness for the Jedi as an organization. Mando also took the opportunity to search for other Mandalorians, coming across Vanth, who was actually just a guy who found Boba Fett's old armor and wasn't an actual Mandalorian, as well as a trio of female Mandalorians led by Bo-Katan, who was a veteran of the Clone Wars. Her goal was to recover the Darksaber, the ancient, legendary weapon that was wielded by the ruler of Mandalore from Moff Gideon so that she could claim the throne of Mandalore. Bo-Katan pointed them to the planet Corvus, where they found Ahsoka Tano, Anakin Skywalker's old Padawan, prior to his fall to the dark side, who was able to communicate with Grogu. She refused to train him, though, instead directing the pair to an ancient seeing stone on the planet Tython, so that Grogu could use it to call out to other Jedi. She also gifted Mando a Beskar spear, made of the same super strong metal as Mando's armor. Unfortunately, it wasn't a Jedi who found them on Tython, though. Rather, Moff Gideon's near, indefeatable dark troopers, and they snagged Grogu, forcing Mando to assemble a team of allies, Bo-Katan, Cara Dune, a ranger of the New Republic, and bounty hunter duo Fennec Shand and Boba Fett, who survived his trip to the Sarnak pit in Return of the Jedi to rescue the little guy. Bo-Katan made it clear that she wanted Moff Gideon to surrender to her, but Mando was forced to subdue him in rescuing Grogu, which presented an issue because the Darksaber can't be given, but rather it has to be won. That meant that Mando was now the valid owner of the Darksaber, wielded by the ruler of Mandalore, and he can't just give it to Bo-Katan whether he wanted to or not. The mission went further awry when dark troopers descended on them, only for Luke Skywalker to come to their rescue. Mando took his helmet off to say goodbye to little Grogu, who then left to be trained by Luke. Moff Gideon was taken alive to the New Republic to answer for his crimes, and that was the end of Season 2, but believe it or not, there's more. In the Book of Boba Fett, we found out that Mando went back to bounty huntering, but was missing Grogu, so he had his Beskar spear melted into little armor for the little guy. He was, however, forced to admit that he removed his helmet for Grogu, and was promptly exiled until he could redeem himself by going to a special spot in Mandalore. Mando stopped off at Luke's temple to drop off the armor, and Luke, feeling Grogu's inner conflict despite his increasing power, offered him a choice to continue training or to return to Mando. Grogu picked the latter and was given back to Mando on Tatooine, as Mando had returned there to help Boba Fett. After that adventure concluded, they flew off. And that takes us to the beginning of Season 3, Episode 1. Did you guys enjoy it? 
Uh, I thought it was a really good starting point. Um, I even talked to my parents about this, too. They thought that uh, the action scenes, they didn't like them as much as they, they wish they did for the start of The Mandalorian Season 3. I think their expect- expectations were a little too high. Uh, for me, personally, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great mm-hmm. uh, starting point for the new series. Um, and I thought that there were a lot of questions being asked, being thrown my way, and tons of things to like kind of fantasize about and think about what's going to happen next. How's this season going to end? So for me, personally, I thought... It, if I, if I had to give it a rating out of 10, I'd say like a solid 8 out of 10 for me. Yeah. I would say the same thing. Uh, I kind of liked how episode 3, or not episode 3, season 3, episode 1, you know, because they both mean the same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of liked how it started off a new story based off of the previous two seasons. And I ended up watching the entire first season with my family. And what I think was kind of ironic is that um, I remember one part in the scene where it kind of like adds, as if you were to like skip season 2 as a whole, you could go literally from like season one to season three and the story would still make sense. I, I don't know. I just found that kind of weird and it, it, it was just interesting to me. But honestly, I did enjoy, I guess, the first episode of season three and I cannot wait to see the second episode as well as all the other ones coming up uh, moving forward. Because I, I am a long-term Star Wars fan mm. and it's pretty cool to see, you know, this whole adventure that a bounty hunter takes from being a part of a clan to having to adventure on his own to you know, a brand new adventure that has never been conceived by bounty hunters before. So mm-hmm. that alone is very inspiring. Absolutely. And of course, Baby Yoda is back, which <laughs> that was a little bit of a concern for me because I hadn't actually watched Book of Boba Fett. Oh. I watched like maybe a couple episodes at first and then I, it just kind of fell away. It wasn't that I wasn't enjoying them, but it just kind of, it didn't hook me as much as The Mandalorian. So of course, The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda showed up in the later episodes that I did not see because I did not <laughs> think to. So, you know, serves me right, I guess. But Baby Yoda, Grogu, was in this. He is life. I adored every second that he was I, I have to agree with you there. He's I think the cutest thing ever. It's hard to resist uh, the, the gravitational force that is Baby Yoda <laughs> and his, his cuteness. Um I very much envy mm-hmm. Din Djarin's position as the oh yeah surrogate you know kind yeah. of father <laughs> role that he has. <laughs> would you say that uh, Grogu, aka Baby Yoda, would be one of your most favorite Star Wars characters of all time? Uh, Hands down. I'm gonna have to Hands go down. T- yeah. Top three for me because Obi Wan never beats yeah, it for me. No? I don't know. Yeah. I've, I kind of grew up like yeah. wishing I looked like Obi Wan, you know, and <laughs> really? so I was like, oh man. Well, you kind of got the beard going. I do. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we're getting yeah. there. Yeah. My star character in this off topic Mandalorian, but just real quick, my my star character was. Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So maybe you and I could be like the Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, the Obi-Wan oh. and Anakin, yeah. And I just Watch thought it. I'd throw that in there. We're going to have to fight to the death here. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, anyway, so back to Mando. Yeah. Are you looking forward to watching more? Like, I know, Alec, you said you were looking forward to it, obviously, but... I mean, I'm sure we are, but yeah. why? <laughs> I think, uh, so I've been big on The Last of Us show, which also stars Petra Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, and after episode one of, of this series of the season three of Mandalorian, I'm kind of in the running now, uh, conflicted on which show I want to watch more. Um, and there's only like two episodes left of The Last of Us, but now I want to see the rest of what they got going on with The Mandalorian. So I think mm-hmm. for me personally, like I, I'm super excited because I've only seen one episode, but it's connected to this story that I love so much um, mm-hmm. that I just, I just have to be excited about it. I can't help it, you know? Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to see uh, one story as well as being able to get attached with another. So if I were in you sho- your shoes, I would want to, you know, watch Mandalorian and then maybe watch The Last of Us. Right, yeah. You know, see the more of us in The Last of Us, you know, as well as other things coming on. But 
I, I think I'm looking forward to what season three is going to bring mm-hmm. in comparison to season one and season two. Just a continuation mm-hmm. of the story. The fact that they're still... I mean, this is one of the franchises that is still carrying uh, very strongly across the span of time, right. which is kind of cool. So It is cool, yeah. yeah. It's just me anticipating to see what comes next. So do you have any like specific hopes or predictions for um, season three? I hope that he doesn't lose the Darksaber at any point. I want more scenes with him using it because <laughs> I think it's super cool. And I think uh, another hope of mine is that, and this is just like me doing too much right now and just wanting and wishing too much, but I want him to be like a Jedi of some kind or have some sort of, yeah, yeah, to have some sort of like force sensitivity of any kind. I think that would be such a cool dynamic for him and Grogu um, to have that. But Mm -hmm. that's just me like really wanting something that's probably not going to (laughs) happen, so I won't think too hard about it. Weren't there some characters, I think at least from like the Clone Wars uh, TV series, where... There, there was. Je- I know one of them was Darth Maul, who actually like wielded the dark saber for a long time and kind of like became Jedi through that power. I have no idea. Yeah. My my familiarity with the Clone Wars TV shows is a little bit lower than I wish it was. Honestly, yeah. I didn't see it when it came out, but I did right. see the movie that it started with. If you guys remember okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could always rewatch them too. It's never yeah, too that's late. True. I mean, mm-hmm. if you ever want to get up in the the Clone Wars and things like that, but. I don't know. My hope would be that he's able to reconnect with some of his old friends. Because mm. uh, I noticed that I think because he's been kicked out of the Mando clan because he took off his helmet, which is forbidden. For shame. In the, yeah, in, in that creed. <laughs> I would want to hope that he is able to either find his way back or mm-hmm. find a better place that is better suited for an adventure mm-hmm. like our friend here. you know, Or that him and Baby Yoda can go on a more deeper adventure with each other and Mando could learn the ways of the Force and become something much greater than, than the band that people perceive him to be. Because I That's noticed a, when I was yeah. watching mm-hmm. a lot of these episodes, I think a lot of these other characters are always after him. Like, yeah, yeah. when he first started off as a bounty hunter, he was working for this other guy. I think his name was uh, Greed Kogar or whatever. Uh, Grief Karga. Grief Karga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In He's the, in, in this ballpark. episode, by the yes. way. Yes, okay. Yeah, he, and I was surprised. I, I, w- I would have thought that he would have been dead. At this point, in the Star Wars universe, the brutal Star Wars universe. You know, he got shot in the first season, and I I thought that was the end of him. But then he comes back, and then he has this whole like agenda as Mm -hmm. to how he's gonna get Baby Yoda from Mando's hands, and then they become friends within like the third season. What'd you uh, What'd you think of his like town that he had going on in this episode? Because there was that two year gap, and that was like two years to build this civilization. Mm -hmm. I actually really liked it because it was like the most normal like prosperous city and maybe we'll see some dark sides to that in the future he's episodes doing pretty well for but i thought it was really right. cool yeah, yeah. I, I was like oh this is this is like the nicest place in star <laughs> yeah, wars I mean, history okay. he's exceeded my expectations which yeah. i assume you know it's it's, it's fairly fairly well put together yeah. so and i honestly think that they, originally what i was expecting was that they were going to be like rivals mm. throughout the entire oh, season yeah, but yeah. you know instead now they're working together right which is Far beyond what I expected, which which is a good thing. Yeah, and the so, Star Wars universe. Yeah, we'll have to nice see how that other. unfolds mm-hmm. here in these next couple of episodes. If more bounty hunters will be on Mando's side, if they're gonna you know have a whole like rebellion against him or whatever, kind of like how it was before, you know, and and where the next couple of episodes of season three is gonna t- is gonna take him. I personally am hoping for some more Baby Yoda cuteness. <laughs> Hopefully, more familiar faces. Maybe some Luke Skywalker, which. Might be asking for too much, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's one of my favorites. I really got excited when he rescued Baby Yoda yeah. at the end of season two. That was a really big thing for me. Uh, maybe some Grand Admiral Thrawn. That was Ooh, teased in season yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. Mm. 
And it also was kind of baby teased in this one because of the the space whales. They come up. That was a whole yeah, 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 whole yeah. Rebels Ezra Bridger thing. So maybe I don't know if it's this season or if it maybe is a different season or just the Ahsoka show. But that could be cool. Um, I'm going to predict maybe that obviously Mando will have to grapple with whether or not he should even want to return mm. to the Children of the Watch after exposing his face to Grogu mm. because I mean. He really shouldn't regret that decision. He's been exposed to Bo-Katan's type of relaxed lifestyle. And it's like, I feel like that's, it's kind of like the whole Jedi attachment thing, which is like, yeah. no, like this isn't really a reasonable stipulation right. to have. It's like, really? You can't take your helmet off? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, just because, right? So speaking of Bo, though, Mando still has the Darksaber. So that was obviously a big thing for her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is she going to betray him? Is she going to fight him for it? Will she grow to support him? Because that could be another thing where it's like they mentioned that all the different Mandalorian sects were kind of divided. Mm-hmm. Is Mando going to unite them? Ooh. He doesn't seem to want to right <laughs> now. But I mean, if he can get his redemption, which may or may not be necessary, but whatever, mm-hmm. then he can, you know, maybe bring the children of the watch together with maybe Bo-Katan's people using the light or the dark saber and... You know, maybe have like a a Mandalorian, like reunion yeah. style get together again with Grogu having his own. Yeah, Mandalorian with, with baby Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> the Mandos in the Jedi. You know? yeah, yeah, that would be cool. It probably wouldn't happen, but I mean, yeah. the fan art I've seen makes me want it too much. I guess. Yeah. Right. I don't know about you guys, but you know how uh, we have some like Star Wars movie spinoffs, like Solo and Rogue, oh, Rogue One, one. That take place, yeah. yeah, Rogue mm-hmm. One that take place in between the prequels and the main trilogy. I was wanting to see if there is any movie or TV show that would connect the main trilogy with the sequels. So I would think mm-hmm. that, you know, if I were to predict anything, uh, I would want to see their connection be uh, between, I guess, The Mandalorian, where it is now, all the way until the beginning of The Force Awakens. That would be interesting. Because I'm yeah. wanting to see how that's all going to connect. Because yeah. right now it's kind of like, you know, episodes one through six are all interconnected somehow, mm-hmm. and then we just kind of start off with seven in a, in a random place. Right. In time. It just kind of there's no goes, connection. Yeah. So I'm like wanting to see like, can we see the childhood of uh, Ben Solo, mm-hmm. or you know, will we get to see Ray as a child like towards the end? I I'm not sure. I and I wish like we could see more of that. Yeah, you know, a little bit more. That expansion that, that makes sense. Honestly, this might be a controversial opinion. <laughs> I kind of hope that the sequels are completely just forgotten. And drop I'm, the I'm like of the half earth. and half, but mostly, <laughs> like, mostly yeah. leaning towards forgotten. Yeah, it's like but. let's just not address them. Do Luke Skywalker right, mm-hmm. and yeah. just pretend that that didn't happen. If you want to like reinvent Ray or Finn, because like I have no problem with that. Just, like, yeah. If you want to like do their characters better, especially Finn for yeah. me personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Finn, I mean, they tease mm. him being a Jedi and Force. Yeah, I'm not even gonna get started <laughs> on that. It'll just get yeah. Me upset. That yeah. would just take over the whole thing, which is not what we're here to talk about. Maybe another time, yeah. the three of us can meet up and we can talk about that. Right. Yeah. Right. It was just an idea. I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. Just, I don't know. Because regardless if people like mm-hmm. films or not, I just like to see them all connected. Yeah. So that's all I was really going for. No, like, normally, really normally I'm like that too. And, you know, if it wasn't for The Last Jedi, I might, <laughs> I might be more open to that. But regardless, again, that's a, that's a different conversation. Would you recommend season three so far to a friend? Um, yes. For someone who is not connected to the Star Wars universe at all, definitely don't start at season mm-hmm. three. But... To start at season one, I think with The Mandalorian being such a perfect show for like the casual Star Wars fan especially, I think what they're doing here expands that that casual fan base, but also mm-hmm. the nerds that really are really into it, <laughs> The Mandalorian, you know, the origins of Mandalore, all this stuff. Um, and they're diving into that with this season especially, I think, 
for casual fans and huge super nerds like me, they can enjoy this new season. So I can't recommend it enough mm -hmm. for me. And I would have to agree. I mean, the same thing, too, uh, start at the very beginning. And, and I guess the way that I kind of like to watch things is that sometimes I'll you know, watch the most recent episode and then just catch myself up from there. Mm -hmm. That way if people are, like, talking about it, oh, yeah, Mandalorian season three, you know, how was it? And I'm like, uh, uh, good, because <laughs> I haven't seen it. I have seen it, but just talking in theory in retrospect. Like, right. well, I haven't seen it. I'm only at season one episode two. Huh? What? You know, so I might, I might just kind of, like, watch the most recent episode of something and then start at the beginning and then just kind of catch my way up. <laughs> Unless there's a spoiler, which I can't see you if you watch, like, the. I don't think if you watch the first episode of the third season it's going to spoil anything from episode or from season two mm -hmm. there's like the recap at the beginning they did that recap yeah. yeah that so it's like you could probably piece together pretty well and i think that season three episode one was more of a recap episode not that it didn't go anywhere or set anything up mm -hmm. but it was really focused on like hey mando took off his helmet remember um, he's kind of exiled for that reason. Here's his quest that he's going to have to go on to right. redeem himself, which is all stuff I think that had been set up in Book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, it does try to, it doesn't just leave you hanging if you haven't seen Boba Fett, but I would recommend season one, season two, at least the last few episodes, the Mandalorian episodes of Boba Fett, and then coming here. It's like, it, you can probably make it work without it, but it would just be easier and yes i think i would recommend it as well mando has a pretty good track record so mm -hmm. hopefully like even if the first season or the first episode of the season felt too much like catch up for you mm -hmm. it'll probably get it even better so right now on to the spoilers <laughs> that's the fun part <laughs> <laughs> the center of it all the moment okay. you've all been waiting for that's right all right so the apostate episode one season three begins with recently exiled Mando and his reunited egg-riding, frog-eating friend Grogu sweeping in to save the Children of the Watch from a giant crocodile attacking them at an initiation ceremony for a child recruit. Fortunately, this act of heroism isn't enough to get Mando out of the hot seat, and he's still exiled until he can go to the rumored to-be-poisonous planet Mandalore and bathe in the waters of the mines where they first discovered their special metal Beskar. Not sure why he wants redemptions from this uptight cult when he can run off with Grogu and live his life, but he is apparently remorseful for the sin of being nice to Grogu and showing him his face, so he must try to atone. Since the planet is rumored to be poisoned, Mando reasons that he needs a droid to help him navigate his way to the waters, so he returns to Navarro, which we mentioned earlier, where he meets his old buddy Grief Karga, now the high magistrate of the city, and he's really cleaned the place up. They fight off some pirates, space western style, and Karga offers Mando land and a job as the new marshal to help keep the peace. Mando turns it down, of course. He's busy with his unnecessary redemption, after all. And here, because IG-11, the bounty hunter droid who tried to kill, then helped Mando to save Grogu before sacrificing itself, has its parts on display, and Mando intends on fixing it because this is the only droid he's ever trusted. If you remember from Season 1, droids were a big no-no for Mando, so this droid was the one exception to that. Harder said than done to fix IG-11. However, the parts are damaged beyond repair, and Mando now has to track down replacement parts. He and Grogu leave the planet only to be ambushed by the surviving pirate from before and arrest the rest of his buddies. I knew it right then and there that this would be an issue. Karga said that letting him go would spread the word that Navarro is respectable now, and my first thought was this guy's going to run off and get his friends. 
Thankfully, Mando is an expert pilot, and the pirates, including their captain, are actually quite terrible at dogfights in space, which allowed Mando to hyperspeed away. The episode ends with Mando and Grogu arriving at Bo-Katan's homeworld, where it turns out that all of her followers have ditched her after she failed to get the Darksaber in Season 2, and Mando got it instead. She may or may not have hard feelings about this still, but she tells Mando where on Mandalore the mines were located, at the same time as telling him how ridiculous and superstitious he is for even trying it. So, I know we touched on Navarro earlier. Do we have any more specific spoiler thoughts that we want to go to? Uh, I thought the statue was really cool. That, just statue. a little comment on that. I thought it was nice that uh, they thought of him. You know, definitely an underrated character mm-hmm. in season one. But I thought it was cool and, and pretty nice. Honestly, they... I forgot all about him. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> forgot too. But then I was, they saw the recap. The recap he shows up. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that droid uh, tried to kill Grogu in like the second episode. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, considering that I watched or binge watched season one and then jumped straight to season three, I think it's what I made the comment that you could skip season two in the store would still make sense. I, mm-hmm. I think kind of like summed up a lot of it. So IG 11 being one of the droids because he exploded in the final season or the final episode of season one and then was rebuilt or was let's say starting to get rebuilt in the first episode of season three. So I might be living the life of IG 11 here, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, I, I think that's still kind of cool. Uh, I was not expecting them to actually bring that droid back. I thought once yeah. he disintegrated, yeah. he was going to be gone forever. So like I was just kind of surprised yeah. to, to see him come back. He defaulted to his original program. That's he right. tried to uh, destroy the child. Which Baby resulted Yoda. in Hot Potato Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Hot Grogu, Hot Grogu. I could see that being a little Star Wars kid yeah. game or whatever. Just they pass, had to, pass around the Grogu. They had to kind of, like, throw him around to keep him away from the droid, which is hilarious because, like, IG-11 only had, like, torso and, like, (laughs) up and one arm. Yeah. He was was crawling across the Crawling around. Like, what could it have really done? Like, Mando just had to, like, hold Grogu, like, over his head or something. (laughs) I probably would have done it, but no, better safe than sorry. Just kind of a Mm -hmm. tossed him to Grief Karga. And then another droid knocked over a bust of Grief Karga, which... Mm-hmm. Grief Karga has a bust of himself in his office. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> He's that special. He needs yeah. something like that. The so. ego. Well, I mean, to be fair, the dude has made some accomplishments, at least thus far. Again, we don't know if there's going to be a downside yeah. to this right. city like a, that he's yeah. made. But he seems to have been doing a pretty good job so far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he's if he really wants a bust... <laughs> Let him have it. Fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, know, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. you do you, man. Mm-hmm. You do you. Oh, he's also kind of like those, you know how like there's the stereotypes of the people who get doctor's degrees like going and immediately it's like, you must call me doctor. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah he yeah. really Hi. gave me that those vibes because like somebody would call a magistrate and he'd be like, hi, Hi magistrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. The, yeah. the comedic relief in this episode was really was really entertaining for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you mentioned the hot potato with Grogu, like that. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a mix of gasp, like shock, and also laughter. <laughs> so, you know, for me personally, that was just uh, yeah. some funny moments in this episode. For just sure. like when Grogu, like there is a Grogu and Mando after this whole incident, they go to the Anzellans, I think. Was that what they were called? But ba- Babu Frick's race. So if you've seen Rise of Skywalker, which enough said about that that's those things and they're pretty small creatures like about grogu sized which is hilarious because grogu decided that he wanted a friend 
So <laughs> when they were trying to fix the droid for the second time, Grogu just kind of like walked up to one of the Enzelans and just like wrapped it <laughs> in a big <laughs> hug. And it was the cutest thing ever. He, just, he wanted a hug. And then the Enzelans apparently didn't like this. And they called him a bad baby. <laughs> Isn't this so Man. cute? Baby Yoda in this was the cutest. He's too cute for the world. He cuddles up to Mando. He discovers spinny chairs and uses the force to get some, like, space skittles from the table. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Book of Boba Fett kind of, like, went into Grogu's backstory about Order 66 a bit. It wasn't in this episode, but you think it might, like, come out more a little bit I think, later? Uh, if I remember in the trailer, they showed something, um, like, a, well, another flashback, mm-hmm. like, extension of what we've seen previously. I do think we'll get the full story this time, at least by the end, maybe the final episode or the one before it, mm-hmm. uh, to get a full backstory of exactly what happened, and maybe we'll get a Mace Windu cameo in the process. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Would you be looking forward to that, a Mace Windu cameo? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I like the prequels just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's just the... The sequels. the sequels you're not a big fan of. No. Neither are you, David, right? Uh, No, I liked Force Awakens, but, you know. Force Awakens yeah. wasn't terrible. Yeah. And I was actually, like, there. I had some problems with it, but overall it was enjoyable enough. And then mm. Last Jedi came and just destroyed. Yeah, just ruined all, all of Any goodwill that I still yeah. had for as it. As soon as Last Jedi came out, I was just kind of the end for you, huh? Yeah. 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 It's like, I made it, like, about halfway through the movie, and mm-hmm. then something happened, which, again, Stay on topic. <laughs> Stay on topic. It's like, I can rant about that for so, so long. Let's talk about Mando, because I love seeing his bond with baby Yoda. He insists on everybody calling him Grogu, which kind of felt like a little nod to the fan base yeah. like me, who insists on calling him baby Yoda. That even was the though, first thing I thought. Even though I know his name. I know his name, guys. I do. I really do. But, you know, baby Yoda is just cute because it reinforces the baby aspect. I like to... <laughs> With, with the high magistrate, you know, <laughs> yeah. he corrects him. And you mentioned, like, you thinking that that's like a call, you know, mm-hmm. to, a call out to the fandom calling him Baby Yoda yeah. this whole time. I, that was the first thing I thought, too. I was like, they are mm-hmm. totally calling all of us out right now. We have yeah. to call him by Grogu. It's now. Grogu. Yeah, it's Grogu. It's Grogu, guys. It's There's going to be a whole divide Yoda. between the it's Baby Yodas and the Grogus now, huh? Yeah. 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 It's like, it, it's interchangeable. Mm-hmm. It's interchangeable. What do you think of Bo-Katan? Because, like, at the very end, like, her, she was kind of, like, passive-aggressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which could be just, you know, regular resentment. It doesn't necessarily mean she's planning anything. Because, I mean, the girl has kind of lost all of her people. She's understandably a little frustrated (laughs) by this. She's been trying to get, you know, Rule of Mandalore and the Darksaber for quite some time now. And then, you know, everybody agrees to basically let her take out Moff Gideon in the second, second season. And... That obviously does not work out right? because, I mean, Mando didn't really have a choice. He kind of had to take out Moff Gideon, which, of course, resulted in him winning the Darksaber. So there wasn't really much to do about that. But it's like he, she didn't attack him then and there, but the goodbye Din Djarin was kind of a little suspicious mm-hmm. for me. So I was like, what you doing, Bo? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is she going to be out for him after all? Or, you know, was she just like... Ugh, get out of here right right before i do something kind of attitude yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. i'm annoyed i don't like yeah. you it's like you should leave why are you why are you going on this mission it's it's a ridiculous mission it's the superstition you like <laughs> you're just gonna like go off and get yourself poisoned for your cult yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah she actually calls the children of the watch a cult which i mean it kind of sounds like one <laughs> it's like 
is it is the children of a watch occult and should mando even want to stay in it because i just i caught this when we were recapping basically why mando was exiled at the beginning of the episode the armorer said something along the lines of like you took off your helmet which is bad but even worse is you took it off willingly mm-hmm. which implied that you know mando would still have been in trouble if the mask came off unwillingly mm-hmm. <laughs> like just albeit not as much trouble so like if somebody captured him and just like pried the helmet off like it's not his fault right. but he'd be punished for it seemingly anyway Maybe not with exile, but some other punishment, maybe. I think uh, the, the episode <laughs> opens with like an, an initiation of a child mm-hmm. into the cult, you know, as it was called. <laughs> um, I think that maybe teases a little bit more backstory into how mm-hmm. this organization works. And maybe we'll learn some some harmful truths about it, some some bad stuff mm-hmm. about it that will maybe convince our, our Mandalorian hero, hero to change his mind mm-hmm. and, you know, live a life on that land that was offered to him earlier in the episode yeah. which i totally think is going to come back later maybe at the end he'll i mean when ending. when carga i'm sorry high magistrate that's right <laughs> when he offered the land i was like that sounds nice you yeah. know just like you know pick up the kick up your feet hang up your blaster just chill with mm-hmm. baby yoda in this like i just pictured like a nice beach house or something yeah, yeah. it's like, it like you just chill you've earned it like who, who needs the children of the watch anyway they're like way too uptight for this like what i'm kind of hoping is that like so you know the jedi clearly still have some issues with attachment which is not very intelligent because i personally am of the mind that had that not been in place in the first place anakin would have been able to go to yoda and Mm obi-wan and get help because he tried he tried to go to the jedi first and he got told you know and he got told basically oh you know don't worry about it just just don't care the force just don't care about people (laughs) that you clearly care about it's like oh okay master yoda thank you i'll just turn my feelings off because that's something a human person can do right so it's like that's clearly not working and the children of the watch like we just established, seem pretty strict too in the opposite direction. We're just like, they have their own set of ridiculous, impossible to follow rules, mm-hmm. or not necessarily impossible, but really, really difficult to follow. And the rules don't really exist for that great a reason either. So I was like, I'm hoping that maybe like Grogu can be like a more chillax version of the Jedi. Yeah. And yeah. Mando can be like a more chillax version of the Mandalorians and they can like pull both sides more towards the middle. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, everybody benefits for that. But speaking of the child at the beginning, the child not meaning Baby Yoda, the the actual, (laughs) the Mandalorian child, the foundling who's being indicted or inducted into this cult. Like, he didn't really finish his vows, did he? He didn't, no, yeah. uh, Yeah, it's like, she was like, the armorer was saying, basically, like, swear not to take your mask off. And he starts to say it, and then they get interrupted by the giant crocodile. So I was like, he didn't swear. Did you like (laughs) He didn't swear. His little helmet that he had. I thought that was so yeah, cute. Yeah, it was like bright blue. Yeah, yeah. it was. Like, that's kind of cool. It's like at first I was like, oh, like I don't really like that helmet. And then I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, it's a child. That's that's yeah. fine then, I guess. Yeah. I know, a starter that, that, helmet. You kind of like the the pink twinkle bikes. Yeah, yeah, with his training wheels. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
kind of gave me those vibes. Yeah, you're a starter. You get the pretty colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you'll get the darker ones, yeah. the cool, the, the cool ones colors. As, as you, as you, uh, the more professional right. Mandalorian helmets. Yeah. <laughs> Props to the costume designers, though. They had to do all these cool, you know, unique outfits for every single character in this, in this, you know, oh, yeah. tribe. I thought that was really cool. Seeing just so many all at once, I was like, oh wow, the color palettes here are great. Where did all these Mandalorians come from? Like, I guess maybe over the the two year time gap. Their mm-hmm. numbers probably were they weren't all together before because they were they were a a, a group mm-hmm. even when the Mandalorian first started. Well, yeah, but they I came think to rescue him at one point. I think that over time, like their their numbers had dropped, maybe mm-hmm. in season two, was it? Yeah, I'm not oh, 100 percent sure. Honestly, I, I thought to, I saw that somewhere. Huh. Like I haven't seen. I I watched the last episode of season two. Where, you know, Luke Skywalker came to rescue us. <laughs> it was like in preparation of season three, episode one. So that was the most recent that I watched, but I haven't watched the rest of them recently. I just, I thought I remembered somebody saying that. So maybe that's not true. Maybe that's just the internet being the internet <laughs> and lying to me, which, you know, wouldn't be the first time. But that was just something that I heard as well. Any final comments? Anything we want to talk about? Um, if I can't see Luke Skywalker again, and I can't see Ahsoka Tano again, then maybe I can get a Mace Windu cameo. And <laughs> have him stay dead. That's fine. You know, characters have to die in Star yeah. Wars. Like, you know, you got to do it. But, like, in a flashback little thing where he's, like, sacrifices his life for Grogu, mm-hmm. which is, like, a common fan theory at the moment, if I could just be rewarded for my yeah. patience and have this, that would be yeah. great. Did Mace Windu die? In Revenge of the Sith? You don't see it, but he gets we, thrown out the window and electrocuted. Right, so it's like, yeah. you know, that's that's where I'm holding out hope that he, like, did a force maneuver and then just <laughs> saved his life midair, you know? I guess that's why they're kind of, like, holding that out, because it's, like, a mystery. Like, you, it, there, there's some characters where you don't know if they're dead or not. Like, did, did we say that Boba Fett came back in Mandalorian? And this took place after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So yes. he didn't die from getting eaten by that's the... Right. Yeah, I don't remember how I, they swung that, but... I know there was a comic when I was a kid when I found this out. There was a comic that he used a thermal detonator to escape the Sarlacc pit from being mm. in there. And then at the beginning of the B- Book of Boba Fett, you see him do something to get out, which is something similar, if yeah. I remember right. So. Interesting. I okay. But yeah, yeah he's, he's alive. Darth Maul apparently had survived the Phantom Menace, That's which... Right. Well, duh, he's in the Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how he pulled that off. Like, if I was Qui-Gon, I'd be pretty annoyed yeah, <laughs> at that because like mm-hmm. like i got him. stabbed in the gut and this guy got his gut like cut in half yeah. it's like yeah. he still survived <laughs> that like how yeah yeah ridiculous Qui-Gon's ghost uh fury activated. oh yeah no i mean i i would be i would be well, yeah <laughs> you know if the person that assassinated you was still alive mm-hmm. right and it's like okay like I'm not saying my wound wasn't fatal, but I'm pretty sure being cut in half kind of is. That's why all the more reason for Mace Windu to return. I yeah. Mean, his death is yeah. pretty tame compared to all these other You characters. don't even have to explain it yeah. according to the Rise of Skywalker. Exactly. Yes, you could just do it. Somehow. Somehow he returned. Like, yeah, exactly. Remember, the, the, I think there was a theory on the internet uh, that Snoke was Mace Windu. Do you guys remember oh, that time period? Or that's what I heard. Like, I was watching some videos on that, on that theory. He was either Mace Windu or he was Kylo Ren's future form or whatever. Because they, they, they had some sort of yeah. scar mm-hmm. 
Oh, judging, they both had, yeah, I, I, who knows? Judging it, by the logic of the there. of the sequel trilogy, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow made it make sense. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, or, or just didn't made it make right, it make yeah, sense, yeah. but just somehow acted like it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that would also be possible. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Or I think I remember seeing like a Mace Windu fan film. Or I don't know if it was like part of the actual oh. like Star Wars franchise or just some some, some I think fan I, film. I think I know what you're but about, yeah. I think he was in like some sort of like dark pit and. Mace Windu had like one blind eye or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've and he seen. was like electrocuting people. I I don't I I vaguely remember it, but I I do remember seeing the blind eye. I know what you're so, talking about. Yeah. I've seen like pictures of it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if that's gonna be an actual movie or if that was just like a spin off or whatever, but That'd be cool. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean you you really have to dive down deep to the Star Wars iceberg to really understand what's going on or else it's just kinda, you know A mess. Yeah wishy-washy talk right and then you get to the sequel trilogy and it's just it's all mess it's all it's all mess yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah anyway that's not that's the topic for another day yeah definitely but we'll have to make sure to get together and do that one yeah I feel like. and just rants about it yeah, yeah I, I like <laughs> rants they're cathartic. they're fun they're, they're uh what is it therapeutic that's the word very yeah. very therapeutic but anyway that sounds like that wraps up our commentary for mandalorian season three episode one the apostate Looking forward to watching the future episodes. They drop on Wednesdays, I believe. I don't know how many of them there are. I think it's eight, but I think. Eight? It's eight okay. every single season. Okay. I oh, yeah. Well, it, it is for season one and two. I know it's like eight or nine. I might be getting confused with The Last of Us. Though. I, th- I, think, <laughs> I think it's eight. Yeah. Season okay. one has eight episodes, and so does season two. So season three. We'll go with eight. eight. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with eight, eight then. Yeah. Probably eight. So thank you guys for listening this is entertainment rebooted be sure to check out our podcast on all the podcast platforms where podcasts live check out our show live every sunday at 1 p.m directly after sports power talk i'm natalie david and i'm alec thank you for listening have a wonderful day